0: Do you have a guess of what this first sound is? <laughs> Michael? My Next sound, guess. L, do you know what that is? It's a saw, <laughs> kind of. Jared, do you know what that is? It's a drill. Wyatt, what is it? A drill for what? Huh? A dental drill? Did you say a dental drill? A a wood drill, okay. Well, it, it, I gave it away there. It's, 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 it, oh, you said dental Drill. Okay, that is exactly what that is. How many of you love that sound? <laughs> These are the sounds that you will hear at a dentist. Who likes going to the dentist? Raise your hand if you like going to the dentist. Come on, raise your hand. There's like 10 of you. How many of you despise going to the dentist? Raise your hand. How many of you are like, "I can take it or leave it"? All right. Well, tonight, you know, I always think about the dentist. I don't know who. I'm not a dentist. I I, I thought about being one one time, but I'm not a dentist. But I, 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 you know, you hear that that water, and then you start to hear. And you know what I always think when I'm sitting in the chair? Who cleans that out? You know what I'm saying? Like, I am I, I, sure technology is beyond this, but, like, I imagine this, like, tub that you have to unscrew. <laughs> Man, you couldn't pay me enough. Is anybody, is everybody good? We, is anybody missing, like, getting hungry or? <laughs> tonight. want to talk about this topic, the danger in not having cavities. What in the world did he just say? The danger in not having cavities. Let's pray, Lord. God, we're not just asking you to bless everything we have going on. We're asking you to lead what we have going on. This is your thing. This is your service, your word, your principles. I believe you're going to speak to us, Lord, and maybe in a little bit of an unconventional way, a little bit of a fun way. But, God, Lord, let your word, let principles of your word come to life tonight, not only for adults, but for children too, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we might not like going to the dentist, but it is extremely Important to go. Too bad, Rachel Gore wasn't here. She, Rachel, you watching online right now? Comment if you are. Come on, Rachel, We're going to call you out. She just finished dental school, and then she had a baby. talk about a go-getter. OK? So she could have got up and told us all about the importance of dental hygiene, but she's not here, so you'll settle for me. Here are some of the reasons why it's so important to visit the dentist. Visiting the dentist regularly will not only keep your teeth and mouth healthy, but also helps keep the rest of your body healthy. You should have a regular dental visit every six months as recommended by your dental professional. So every six months, twice a year, we should be visiting the dentist. So if you're sitting here and be like, if you're going, man, I haven't been there in 14 years, it's time to get to the dentist. Dental care is important because it prevents, helps prevent tooth decay. It protects against uh, periodontal gum, well, gum disease, which can lead to tooth and bone loss. Prevents bad breath. And the church said, amen. Again, if you smell bad breath right now during the mask mandate, look no further than the mirror, Okay. So brushing, flossing, and seeing the dentist regularly will help reduce the amount of bacteria in your mouth that causes bad breath. See, Rachel, if you open a practice right here, I'm helping you get clients right now. And gives you more, a more attractive smile, increases your self-confidence, helps keep teeth looking bright by preventing them from being stained by food and drinks, strengthens your teeth so that you can enjoy healthy, beautiful smiles for the rest of your life. Everybody smile like this. I can't see anyway, but um, it just so happened. I, I saw a funny, a funny, oh, I shouldn't say this. This is not. It was mean. It was not funny. It was mean. It was rude. It was rude. There was a meme that said something about if you have, if your face is not very attractive, but you have great eyes, now's your time. It just so happens that my next dental appointment is on Tuesday. My kids just had theirs today. My wife does go to the dentist, but I don't know when hers is. But uh, can I trust you all with a secret? I can't? I can? You said that with a laugh. All right, everybody watching online, don't, don't repeat this promise not to look differently at me raise your hand if you promise not to look different at me man literally like 40% of you raised your hands <laughs> refuge church what a safe place this is <sighs> unreal i'm always a bit nervous when i go to the dentist not for not for the typical things you would think like oh are you afraid of the drill? Are you afraid of the pain? Are you afraid of the dentist? Are you afraid of the suction? Are you afraid of how long it's going to take? It's, it's really none of that. I'm always a little nervous because I know I'm not consistently making good choices that influence my teeth. Now, I know right away you think, oh, you don't brush, you don't floss. I do all of that religiously. I'm structured, if that's a shock to you. I brush my teeth every morning and every night without fail. I floss every single night without fail. I use Listerine Total Care. It's supposed to have six benefits. I don't know. I use it. And uh, I take excellent care of my teeth. But I have a terrible habit. One that I have never probably, I don't think I've ever admitted it publicly. It's probably the worst habit of my life. you ready? Sometimes, sometimes I wake up in the night and my wife will get chocolate milk to keep Titus's blood sugar up at night and stuff. And if she says, can you get a little chocolate milk for Titus? Last night, we were almost empty, and I was like, oh, give it to my diabetic son or drink it. If I was Superman, chocolate milk is my kryptonite. Not no chocolate skim or chocolate 1%, okay? Like, who? keep your little fat-free chocolate milk. Okay, if I'm going to drink chocolate milk, I want it to be like... You know what I'm saying? I want some real chocolate milk. Abigail, to our small group right over that Chateau stuff. And then they told me about root beer milk, and I'm trying all of it. So everybody's, you're all at fault here, not just me. But at nighttime, I wake up, and if my wife baked something, oh, there ain't no way. I don't care if it's 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Like, I'm not going to eat the whole pan. Let's be realistic. You get those Hostess donuts or something. I'm going to eat one. Okay. Barbecue. I don't eat meat at night, though. That's just the sweet stuff. So I eat it like a sweet, like a brownie or a cookie or something, and I have it, some chocolate milk. I, I wash it down with chocolate milk. I told you this is like the worst habit of my life. You, and half of you promise not to look different at me. The others, you guys are just rude. <laughs> this is so bad because it negatively affects weight stop. (laughs) You know, there's a joke going around about me. (laughs) We got our small groups. I ain't going to look at anybody or mention any names or anything, but (laughs) I've given a couple suits away and people are like, oh, he's going to get more suits now with as much as you're eating. I mean, that's just rude stuff, you know, but people (laughs) are saying that to me. I don't say I'm gaining weight. I'm bulking up. But it affects blood sugar, sleep pattern, and it affects your teeth. I mean, do you know what that does at two in the morning to eat a chocolate donut and, like, and then go back and, like, yeah, just leave that sugar sit all on the teeth and in between the grooves and everything. That's terrible. And I know it's terrible. But yet, my flesh. Unfortunately, I have a bunch of fillings. It's not because of eating at night. I didn't take good care of my teeth and floss and everything. When I was younger, drank a lot more soda. But then I moved, I started taking good care of my teeth. I was doing well. And there's a point to all this. Believe me, I I know you're like, if you're a guest here, you're like, dude, are you serious? Does the pastor usually just share his life dental care (laughs) when he comes to church? So if you're a guest, like just sit still. There's a principle here. Preachers, we just take a long time to get there every once in a while. But I came to Kansas City and started going to a dentist that I found was highly rated. Well, I found he was highly rated because, like, he spends a million dollars in advertising and pressures you to do stuff when you... And so I went there, and he, oh, you have this issue, this issue, and I have all this stuff with my teeth. I'm like, man, I didn't have that much problem in Wisconsin. Like, whoa, what's going on? So, uh, so I went there for a while, and he, oh, yeah, this is going to be 1,600 and 2,200. I said, you know what? I'm going to sit tight. My mouth feels good right now, so I'm just going to relax. So then I ended up getting a new dentist closer to the house. I went to my first uh, appointment, and that dentist was like, your teeth are perfect. They're amazing. There's no issues. I was like, so what about this? No, that's fine. Well, what about this? My other dentist said I had these cavities. He's like, no, you look good. I just took the x-rays. Everything fine. So I wanted to write a review on that other dentist, thief, but but... I thank God I didn't do anything with him. So now my new dentist is like everything's good. Well, the problem is when I went to that first dentist in Kansas City, he freaked me out. So guess what I stopped doing? I stopped eating at night. It's amazing when you get scared enough what you can stop. I stopped. I wasn't eating at night for a while. When I got the new dentist, he was like, "You look great." I was like, "Woo, here we go. Hug." <laughs> Back to the donuts. The beauty is, too, is for 39 years of my life, my metabolism was amazing. Something happened in the last 12 months. And everybody over 40 is like, ha! So I sat there and I started thinking about this because I'm a preacher and I can try and find messages and weird things. And uh, I thought, man, doesn't this sound familiar? Doesn't this sound familiar? He told me I was doing great. There was no need to change anything. But guess what, guys? There's, there's danger in not having cavities. Because you know what I did? I went home. I went back into that terrible habit of getting up and eating at nighttime. Subconsciously, my brain said, well, woo! If there are no immediate consequences to this thing that I enjoy, this habit that I have developed, then I might as well continue on in that way of life. Because they said, I'm fine. I know it's bad. I know it's not a good idea. But right now, nothing's wrong. So get me a donut at 2 a.m. And as I started thinking, I thought, man, this is, isn't this exactly how sin works? Sometimes we allow things into our lives and we start to watch things and listen to things and say things and think about things and do things that we know are not good for us. We know that they're unhealthy for us spiritually, but there, are, there appear to be no immediate consequences. Nothing happens right away that causes us to be fearful or convicted or come to an altar and change, and so... We just say, give me the donut at 2 a.m. But see, here's the thing. Anybody, anybody know what this is. Floss. (laughs) Who flosses their teeth daily? Oh, man. Who is like a world-class professional flosser? Oh, man. Who thinks you got enough guts right now to see if you can floss your teeth faster than I can floss my teeth? Come on up. Give me two people. Let's see if you you think you can go faster than me. Come on. Do I win by default? Do I win by default? Are you for real? My wife's going to... See, right, in the, right off the bat, I'm going, is it worth winning right now? So I saw a couple of other hands go, is it just me and my wife, Keith? Are you going to just stay back there? I saw a couple of hands over here, too. Okay. She's up here talking trash. I wish she had a microphone. (laughs) All right. Every single tooth all the way in. All right. Hang on now. We got to have like, uh, 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 Susana, you want to say ready, set, go? Hang on. So I just want to tell you that the dentist made me order special floss because my teeth, he, they said they've never seen teeth with closer together grooves. So she has a little bit of a benefit. How did I not know you flossed that fast? I've been married to you like 14 years and I didn't know you floss that fast. All right. Well, that backfired. Let's move on. <laughs> See, Keith, where were you? At least maybe I could have beat you. I don't know. Man, 14 years from now, I'm still going to hear about this day. Why do dentists tell us to floss? Anyone know why? L, why does a dentist tell you to floss? Uh huh. <laughs> Help your teeth not get rotten and keep them clean and not get dirty? Not get food in your teeth? Anyone else? Why do you dentists tell you not to floss? Titus? You don't get yellow teeth? Okay, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> well, regular flossing helps to remove and prevent the further buildup of plaque that can result in tartar in cavities. That's why those toothpaste say tartar control. Flossing removes plaque and excess food particles that your toothbrush can't reach. This is, this is good stuff. Flossing also helps prevent and protect against tooth decay by getting deep under the gum and actually strengthening your gums to prevent gum disease. Interesting. Flossing goes deeper than the surface. Because a toothbrush, which I wish I thought to bring one, It just kind of but flossing goes deeper than the surface. It reaches into the places the toothbrush can't reach. It gets down under the gums. It strengthens what's underneath. It prevents decay by strengthening what's underneath. Dentists know when we floss regularly and when we don't. You can't floss. Anybody try this? (gasps) I have a dentist appointment today. Grab the floss. Where do we even have the floss? You don't have to raise your hand, but I know you're out there. And you're like, floss, I got a I got an appointment in one hour. But you see, when a dentist starts flossing, like, you ever go to a dentist and they're not like, oh, is this a, they're like chik <laughs> every once in a while you're like, Man, are you trying to make me bleed? But they know, they know when you have just started that day or when you've flossed, you know, they, they, they'll they'll know. And what's underneath the surface? Because because it'll start to bleed if you're if you're if you're not your gums haven't been used to being flossed, they're going to start to bleed, and they see and they say, oh, "I got blood on the left lower left corner." Blah 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 blah. And what's underneath the surface will eventually be pushed and prodded, and the overall health of your being will begin to show when you're pushed and prodded. That's why we cannot just pray when it's our turn to teach the lesson. When I'm on the schedule to be on the praise team that day, that's, oh, I got to pray today. When someone cuts me off in traffic, oh, Jesus, help them, Lord. No, no, no. No, what's going to happen is if you haven't done these, you know, the inside makes its way out, and and that's why I don't just floss 10 minutes before I I go to a dentist, kind of like I don't just pray 10 minutes before I preach. Just like the health of your gums requires daily flossing, your soul requires daily care also. Or when things happen, the lack of spiritual health will begin to show to those around you. Slowly what's inside comes out. And if we all skip flossing tomorrow, right now, if you said, I'm not flossing tomorrow. I'm done. I'm, not, I'm, I'm busy in the morning. I'm not flossing. Guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. If you wake up and rush out the door, your teeth tomorrow are not going to look any better or any worse by skipping tomorrow morning flossing. And that can almost be dangerous. Because what might start off is just, you know, arguing with your parents. Oh, it's so dumb. I don't want to floss, mom. Dad, why are you making me floss? No parents have ever argued about brushing their teeth or flossing, right? Liars. So what do we do, parents and kids alike? We skip flossing here and there. We only pull out floss when we eat corn on the cob. You know, and you're like, oh. You're sitting there, and you all have toothpicks here? And you're sitting there, and it's like, I mean... You floss, and, you know, you ate that corn, and you're going like this, and you're flinging corn at at people's. (laughs) We only floss when something makes us Uncomfortable. I don't regularly floss. Oh, man, I ain't trying to floss. That's a waste of time. It's not that big of a deal. I don't see a change. But when I feel uncomfortable, I go grab floss. Hmm, that sounds familiar. We do this in our relationship with God at times. We skip a day or two of prayer, and nothing really seems to change. There are no immediate consequences. You know, I, I preached all right without too much prayer. My, I sang my song and people even worshiped and raised their hands. I didn't pray. It seemed like it went all right. And uh, I taught my Sunday school lesson. The kids, they, they were attentive, went well. My marriage actually is going pretty decent. I passed my test at school and I didn't pray. Before we know it, just like flossing, we look back and we go, where's the floss again? Where did I leave Jesus? I know, you know, for a while there, I was, I was doing really well right after my dentist appointment, I was flossing every day. For a while after that youth convention, when God really moved, it was powerful. I was doing really well for a while. But then, you know, life just kind of happened. I missed a day or two of prayer. And before I know I'm looking back going, Lord, man, I ain't talked to God in three weeks. But what happens when you don't floss for three weeks? Nothing. Nothing, it, it doesn't, your, your teeth don't really look different in three weeks. Kind of like when you stop praying and three weeks later, you're like, man, I, I still feel, you know, I still go to the altar. We ain't talked in a while, but, but before we know it, we don't see the consequences. We just keep going, and I continue to wake up and eat at night, and I didn't get any cavities, so I'm going to keep eating at night, right? That's the mindset. But when something finally causes discomfort in our lives, you know where we go? We go looking for floss or we go looking for an altar. Man, I haven't talked to God in a while, but uh, something's, just, something's just that thorn in my flesh. Lord, take it away. Something gets us enough discomfort in our lives and we say, well, I guess I should go to an altar. Maybe I should try and lift my hands and worship during that song. If I could just get in a small group of Bible study. Maybe I need to start serving in ministry again because I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. You see, please hear me, just because the consequences of our actions are delayed, it does not mean that they're not coming. We cannot keep partaking in unhealthy things. I admitted to you the worst habit of my life, and guess what? If I'm dumb enough to just keep doing it, eventually I'm going to start giving these buttons a workout. And then the next size up, next size up, and my teeth, I'm going to have cavities more. I'm going to have cavities upon cavities. And then you start to look at the life of type 2 diabetic, and and, and, and you start to do things that can really cause a lot of unhealth. And then you look back and go, man, I wish that I would have done things differently. But at that point, it's a lot more difficult to try to get things back. And that's why the dentist says at a young age, they all preach the same message. Floss. Brush your teeth. Take good care of your teeth. Why? Because once you get a cavity, you can't go back. That's why they give you a warning now. You're getting your adult teeth in. You got a trial run with the baby teeth, but then they all just fall out. And then you get a trial run with adult teeth. They got to fall out. Now they got to make you some. <laughs> and so they warn you, taking good care. And but just like flossing, things get lodged under the surface. Brother Foster talked about it on Sunday. That's not the only thing. But just like flossing, the health of what is underneath is compromised. Sometimes people want to talk about the external. The external is just a reflection of the internal. There might be no cavities today. Teeth still look like they're fine. But then one day you go to the dentist, after months of not flossing and eating at nighttime, and the dentist says, you have two cavities today. What? But then oftentimes that's enough to get someone going, I got to do something different. Because sometimes there's danger in not having cavities. The Apostle Peter, about to try and bring this to a close the Apostle Peter wrote two letters in the Bible, first and second Peter. Look at the last chapter of the second letter. So he wrote two letters, the last chapter of the second letter. So this is like <laughs> conclusion. In conclusion, you know, you're thinking if you're, if you're getting ready to die and you're going to leave your family like a note, like that's kind of important, like the closing, the crux of the message. And look at what Peter says in 2 Peter 3. He says, this is my second letter to you, dear friends, and in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember What the holy prophets said long ago, and our Lord and Savior commanded through the apostles, through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you. I'm not going to be here long, okay? I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come. They're going to mock the truth and follow their own desires. They'll say things like, What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the time of our ancestors, everything has remained since the world was first created. In other words, what? You believe this, man? God, people have been talking about God coming back for hundreds and hundreds of years since the world began. I've been hearing this. You believe that? He says they deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command. He brought the earth out of the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by that same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They're being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. This is real, guys. Someday, ungodly people who make fun and laugh and say, I, I've been hearing this forever, it, it says they're going to be destroyed. And it says, but you must not forget this, my dear friends. Important closing letter, right? A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. Man, a thousand years, just it's like one day to God. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promises, some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He doesn't want anybody to be destroyed. There it is. That's his will. But he wants everybody to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. The heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire And the earth and everything on it will will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed, guys, since everything around us is going to be destroyed, what holy and godly lives should we be living? Everything you see, it's going to be destroyed. None of it lasts for eternity. All these things we're working hard to Bill and pay off and drive and and all the fun. Like, it's all going to pass away. But eternity lasts forever. And he says, in the last days, the days we're living, scoffing. Oh, you've been believing that? That's been going on forever. You still believe that craziness? Oh, my goodness. And he says, just sit tight because a day is a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years like a day. And now that we know this, where should our focus be? Peter points out that people were laughing and mocking about the delayed consequences. But he calls the church to remain committed through the consequences. Even though they cannot be seen. They cannot be measured. But he says, church, mockers are saying this, but just remember, it's going to happen. At some point, Jesus Christ will come back. But sometimes... Each day that he doesn't, it puts people to sleep just a little bit more about the eventual consequences of not serving God. People have been preaching this forever. You believe that stuff, that eschatology stuff? I remember that guy said this. Oh, I remember when they wrote that book. I remember they thought the world was ending back there. Oh, people have been saying that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then people say, you know, I've been in t- at some point, I. You know, I probably should go back to church at some point. You know, at some point, I'm probably going to get back to it. At some point, I'm probably going to go to an altar. At some point, I, I, I intend to it. I'm going to get around to it one of these days. I have time. Look at how far people have been saying this forever. There's such a danger in this attitude. This is the attitude that we see. If it hasn't happened yet, it probably will never happen. That's the attitude that a lot of people in our world have. If it hasn't happened yet, probably ain't gonna happen. Yeah, but you need to floss daily, it's important. My last three visits, I ain't had a cavity. If it hasn't happened yet, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, but you you gotta watch out, you gotta exercise, you're gaining weight, it's unhealthy. Yeah, but, you know, I'm right around the same I was last time, so it's important. We got to read our Bible and pray every day. And yeah, you know what, though? I felt God last time I was at church and I'm serving in ministry. Things are all right. Marriage is good. Getting A's in school. We got to get ready. God's coming back. Yeah, I've been hearing that a long time. If it hasn't happened yet, it probably will never happen. That's a dangerous and false theory. Because here's the thing, if I keep eating at night, eventually, I'm going to have teeth issues and weight issues and blood sugar issues. If I don't floss, eventually, I will have things lodged in my gums and plaque buildup, discomfort, and maybe long-term tooth damage. You can allow sin into your life. And consequences, most likely, consequences will not even hit immediately. There's a chance that you're going to be able to enjoy sin for a season. It'll actually be enjoyable. Mom and dad might not ever know. Teachers might not find out. People at church don't know. You keep serving in ministry. Everything seems fine. But there is such a deception in delayed consequences. Consequences don't hit immediately. Nobody might even know what's going on. But just remember, there's a danger in not having cavities. Because somewhere in our brain, we say we can just keep doing the same thing, living the same way, not making any changes. It's gotten me this far without consequences. So I just don't see how it's a big deal. So church, as you stand to your feet tonight, Maybe you can go home and start flossing and brushing more. And that's healthy. You should. But if that's all you took away, you missed it. Because right now, the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to tell someone once again, I'm coming back real soon. And I'm going to take people who are ready. Like those foolish virgins, there were five wise and five foolish, and all of a sudden, The guy shows up, I'm ready to go. Oh, and they say, wait, 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 no, just hold it. I got to go get some oil for my lamp. No, you were supposed to be ready for this moment. You're going to go get it now. So church, we've been hearing and preached forever about him coming back. Don't let it lull you to sleep. At some point, the trumpet is going to sound and he's going to take people who have oil in their lamps. And if all you say is, "I've been planning on doing it for years," based on Scripture, we're not. That, that's you're not going. And so, when people say, "Read your Bible, prayer every day, and you grow, grow, grow," flush, uh, uh, brush your teeth, and, and 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 floss your teeth. There's things about practices of daily disciplines and it's not just the discipline, it's God, I want to know you, I want to walk with you, I want to be ready when you call. Don't let the deception of delayed consequences trip you up. Don't let that happen. You might not see the immediate results of disciplines that you've had in your life, you might not see the immediate results of sin But when you base your life on the principles of the Word of God, you know that you're preparing yourself for something greater, even if it doesn't show up tomorrow. And so I invite you tonight to find a place to pray and to talk to the Lord about being ready, to talk to the Lord about making sure that, you know what, your choices aren't just based on what you can measure and see today or tomorrow. That you want to be a man, a woman, a child of God Who wants to be ready Want oil in the lamp When the trumpet sounds, you're ready Help us, Jesus Help us, Jesus God, we want to be ready, Lord Every one of us, we want to be ready We want to be sanctified, set apart, pursuing you Lord God, not just basing daily decisions on what we can measure today or tomorrow. But we want to be ready. We want to be serving you wholeheartedly, Lord. Help us, Jesus.